Welcome to episode 153 of the Business Fabulous Podcast. Today, we are talking about how to pick an online business or life mentor. Stick around for all the details. Hey there, I'm Bonnie L. Frank, former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur overnight who started a coaching business from scratch and coached thousands of business owners worldwide to grow their businesses, and I saved them money doing it. After producing over 4,000 live stream broadcasts, I thought it was about time for a podcast. This podcast, where I share easy hacks for your business, your money, and a fabulous life. Are you ready? It's time to get fabulous. Welcome back to the episode. Today, we're talking all about how to pick an online business or life mentor. Now, I've done other podcast episodes about how you find and where you would find an online business mentor, and I will link those episodes in the show notes. But this episode is different. It's specifically what you look for in an online business or life mentor. So I give you very specific characteristics to look for. And I know I say this all the time, but you really might want to take some notes. The first thing that I want to mention is that whoever you're considering to be your online business or life mentor, sometimes they're one and the same, that person should have experience, more experience than you and or different experiences from you. For example, say you are a real estate investor and you're really looking for a mentor who knows about real estate. Well, that person should have more experience than you have in terms of real estate investing and or that person should have different types of experiences than you've had that person knows the same level of information or the same amount of information as you do, that's a colleague. It might be somebody to bounce ideas off of, but it wouldn't necessarily be a mentor. So in my opinion, a mentor really needs to have additional experience, more experience than you and or different experiences than you have had. The second characteristic that I think is really, really important to think about is communication skills. Your online business or life mentor should be a good communicator. They might communicate with you in person. They might communicate with you through writing, through emails, through blog posts that they compose. Maybe they're a podcaster. Maybe they've been a guest on podcasts. Maybe they're a public speaker. Maybe they're an author. However, they are communicating their ideas. They need to be a very good communicator. They need to be a very clear communicator and explain their ideas clearly and succinctly. Number three, this is something that a lot of people don't really think about. The person has to be somebody who you can study. It has to be somebody who you can spend a lot of hours with and study. So those hours could be in person. You're actually with them in person. It could be hours that you spend watching videos of them, listening to podcasts or other audio recordings that they have, maybe some speeches that they have. Maybe you're reading books that they've written. Anything that you can spend a good amount of time 
studying them. In my opinion, in order for somebody to really be a true mentor of yours, it's not a one and done situation. They're not going to teach you one thing one time and then that's your mentor and now you're done with them. A mentor is somebody who is really working with you in person or virtually. They don't even have to be alive right now. It could be somebody, but it's somebody who you can really study over time. They have a lot of information, a lot of communication, a lot of lessons to give you. Number four, this person needs to show patterned behavior. And another way of thinking about that is they need to consistently be repeating the same types of behaviors. In other words, this is somebody who has tried and true methods of doing things. They have a specific way of going about what they do. They have systems, they have processes, they have created the most productive methods for whatever it is that they do. And they have patterns of behavior in order to produce the way that they produce, in order for them to be successful. So they show these patterned behaviors. As you study them over time, you will notice that they continue to do things in the same way. They continue to mention the same things. They continue to have the same daily habits. They continue to go about their processes and their systems in the same ways because they know that that is successful for them. After you've looked at all of those things, the very most important thing is you've got to take note of all this. So now that you've found somebody who is experienced, who has more experience and or different experiences than you do, you found somebody who is a really good communicator, you found someone who you can study, they've got a big body of work, they've got a lot of things that you can study, there's a lot of information there, and you've noticed they do in fact have pattern behavior. Now you've got to record that in some way. Maybe you're into Excel spreadsheets. Create a mind map if that's the way that you can learn and remember things easily. Do whatever you need to do, taking note of all of those successful clues that they are leaving behind. And something very key to remember is that mentors do not have to be anybody you've ever met. They don't have to be anybody that you know. They don't have to be anybody you will or might meet in the future. In fact, they don't even have to be anybody who's alive today. You don't have to meet them. You don't have to personally know somebody in order for that person to be a mentor for you. And that person can be a fabulous mentor for you. And it doesn't mean that you need to have ever met them. In my opinion, that's the least important. I'm somebody who has a lot of mentors. I've had a load of different mentors along the way. Many of them I know personally, many of them I've worked with, many of them I do know and I have met, but lots of them I haven't. It doesn't matter. It just needs to be somebody who has those characteristics that I went over. And I think too often when people are looking for a mentor, they think it's got to be somebody who they know or somebody who they will be able to meet, somebody who they really will be able to work with in person. But that's not always possible. And that will always limit you, in my opinion. 
There's loads of people that you can learn from, and I don't think you ever have to have met them. Queen Elizabeth II is a mentor of mine. I never met her, and I'm going to give you six reasons that she's a mentor for me. The first one is she has a close family, and it's not just her immediate family. It's not just her husband and her four children. She's close with her grandkids. She's close with her great-grandkids, with her nieces, with her nephews. She has a close extended family as well, including her own cousins. Another reason is the importance of duty and rising to the occasion. One thing about Queen Elizabeth is that she was never supposed to be queen. Her uncle was king. And it was only when her uncle abdicated, he gave up the throne because he was going to marry Wallace Simpson because she was a divorcee. And at that time, you could not marry somebody who was divorced and be a king or queen. And so he's like, I love her. I'm abdicating. Goodbye. And he gave up the throne. And who became his majesty, who became his royal highness, that was Elizabeth's dad, that king's brother. So he was next in line for the throne. He was never supposed to be king. His brother was supposed to be king. But when his brother gave it up, he had to inherit that title. And he then became king. Well, he didn't have any sons. Usually it would go to the next son in line. He didn't have any sons. He had Elizabeth and her sister. So the next in line for the throne was Elizabeth. Well, Elizabeth thought, I guess I'm going to be queen one day, but oh, that won't be for a very long time. As it turned out, she was only 25 when he died. He died and bam, all of a sudden, now she's queen. She got married at 21. She had a couple of kids. They lived in Malta. Her husband, Prince Philip, was in the Royal Navy, and they lived in Malta, and they had this whole life, and she was very happy being the wife of a naval officer, and that was her life until her father died, and literally overnight, her entire life changed, and she was now queen. She rose to the occasion. She was head of the Commonwealth, 52 or 53 different countries, including their militaries. Almost everybody who she was working with was a man. Such a role model for feminists. The importance of duty and really rising to the occasion and taking on the role of sovereign, queen, taking on that role and just doing such an amazing job of that for over 70 years, the longest reigning monarch of the United Kingdom. And except for this one King Louis, who now you're getting some history lesson, except for this one King Louis, who was from France, he became king when he was four, except for him, she was the longest reigning monarch in history of any country. Along with that, Queen Elizabeth was not intimidated. She was not intimidated by Winston Churchill, who was the first prime minister that she worked with, who was much older than she was at the time. She was not intimidated by any of the countless heads of state, dignitaries, very influential figures that she met and had to work with throughout her reign. She was not intimidated by them at all. 
Another reason that Queen Elizabeth is a mentor is because she was always a keen listener. She was not just a good listener. She was a keen listener. She heard you. She would listen for specific details. She listened actively and asked questions that proved to you that she heard what you said. And now she was going to have you expound on that. She was very, very curious, and she was also a lifelong learner. She did not go through life just wondering things. She found the answers herself, and she made sure that everybody who she met with, that she really did understand exactly what was going on in their country long before she was ever going to sit down and meet with them. The sixth reason is because Queen Elizabeth had a wonderful sense of humor. If you've ever heard anybody speak about her, people readily said she had a wonderful sense of humor, quick wit, and she loved the absurd. I hope this has really helped you to think about choosing an online business or life mentor. The reasons that I went over are so simple, but so important. Even though there's simplicity in each of those features, it's extremely important, in my opinion, that your mentor has all of them. Remember, your mentor does not have to be somebody that you meet, doesn't have to be somebody that's alive today, doesn't have to be somebody that you will work with in person. If it's a matter of working with somebody for maybe three hours in person versus finding a mentor that has 200 hours worth of research and podcast interviews and books that they've written and all of that information that you could use to really learn from them and to really study them and find those successful clues, I would pick the one with the larger body of work. So I hope it's really helped you and I hope this gives you even more ways to find an online business or life mentor for you. Life lessons, business lessons are all around you every day. You know I say that all the time. Lessons are everywhere. You just have to be open to them. And in my opinion, mentors are also all around you all the time. You just have to be open to seeing them and inviting them in. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. We'll talk soon.